Hey there, Chris Danger here. Number one, um, life gets in the way. Number two, life gets in the way. Number three, Chris is lazy with editing and scheduling, and that is totally on me. That's the way I want to tell you guys sorry. Before we start today's episode, Stat and I both uh, agreed that we owe you guys an apology. We have been super MIA. This will be the second episode for the year 2019, and this is only episode 24 of our podcast. Um, We have been diving into some other ideas we have for podcasts. We've been doing some more research on subject matter, but ultimately it comes down to Chris Danger is bad at scheduling for the podcast that's just it like that that's just it and i feel guilty i feel bad i feel like you guys uh, deserve better deserve more and so starting right now uh today's april 8th uh we're going to be turning over a new leaf new episodes coming out uh we're going to have a secondary podcast that Stat and I have been working on. Stat has really been the helm around that one, and it is turning out to be pretty exciting. I'm I'm really pumped for you guys to to dive into that. It'll be different than not a drill, uh, but it will be something of quality and substance, uh, passion, excitement, and down the road, hopefully, uh, a more diverse cast of people uh, as well. A lot that we're going to bring to to the podcast world with this one. So. Anyways, uh, my apologies, uh, stats apologies, and enjoy. Have you ever wanted to fly? Have a utility belt that has a solution for every problem you run into? Be a billionaire with a suit made of iron. Travel the galaxy listening to the dopest soundtrack Earth has to offer. Fight old Norwegian gods. Well, for the last 10 years, we have been watching a lot, and I mean a lot of this type of movie on the big screen. In fact, about $17.5 billion worth of ticket sales. And you know what? I think I'm getting tired of it. Today, we are talking about superhero fatigue on... This is not a drill. Batteries are dead. He's still going. Go! Do it again! No! No! I would need my wife All right! Welcome back. Uh, this is not a drill podcast. My name is Chris Danger. Yeah, usually this is Stat leading this. Uh, it's not. It's I. Because Statman... Uh, he, he fell into an accident. He had a, he had a disgruntled... He didn't get into the bunker. No, he didn't get into the bunker. (laughs) He didn't get into the bunker because he ran back to his car to get his precious calculator and his Excel sheets (laughs) and all his statistical things. You wonder why we call him stat. Uh, anyways, no, he just was not able to make it. So I have sitting across from me today, John Lyon. Yep. A former contributor to the, uh, Not A Drill podcast. We, uh... I've been here. Uh, just once. Just once, yeah. <laughs> this is number two. Um, yeah, John it was a very was, important con- contribution last time. It was. We talked. It was uh, the issue or the episode called "Daddy Issues." Yes. We talked about uh, <laughs> about all of us being papas. Um, John, uh, you star, produce, write, direct, 
and record naked and act your, and act uh, in the John Lyon podcast. That's uh, you are on episode. I, I just listened to your latest episode. You and your wife. This sounds terrible. With the <laughs> yes, the way you said that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. Um, but no, you, 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 you and your wife talked about um, about losing a family member. Yeah, right? she lost her dad like eleven years ago. She yeah. was currently serving a a religious excursion for our church <laughs> in Spain. So she hasn't seen him in like eleven years. I think that's insane. Her sister passed away last year as well. So I figured a lot of people go through crap like that so why not get it from someone's perspective on how they dealt with it at the time it happened and then how do you get through it does it get any yeah. easier does it still hard so that was episode yeah. 62 but it 62 was, yeah this is episode 24 well, for go. the not a drill podcast <laughs> uh well, john's been doing... hiatus for a bit for the holidays yeah we do well we do these sporadic hiatuses where we uh like i forget to call stat and say hey we should record this this weekend <laughs> and then like three weeks go by like yeah. we've done one episode this year so far. This is episode two for this year. There it's a go. mistake. You just um, keep it to uh, the, the once a quarter. No, we got to do more. We got to do. More. We can't. We're not that special yet. Uh, so, John, walk us through where listeners can find you, your podcast, uh, and why they want to listen to you and your podcast. Um, I don't know. I, well, you first off, you can find me either on Anchor, which thanks to Chris, yeah. you showed me that. Um, which I've realized I was putting the wrong hashtag. Their hashtag officially is Anchor FM. Uh-huh. I was putting Anchor Podcast. Anyway, idiot. So Anchor and that <laughs> that distributes it to other places. So if you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I think Google Plays. I don't pay attention to the other like eight places it goes because yeah. the most popular ones are Google Play, Apple, Spotify, and then Anchor. So okay. Um, and I do two types of episodes. When I was about a year in, I kind of changed my focus to where. Um, the first year I was trying whatever episodes, just like movie reviews, just random topics. But now I do it to, I try to do it to where one episode's like a random fun topic. And then the other episode is, uh, my series of interviews called what it's like to be. And then I insert like last episodes, what it's like to be someone who's lost a parent. Mm -hmm. So then I just alternate between those. So then you have like a fun episode and then you have an interview and don't get me wrong. Like the interview ones are still fun. I still, I still try to throw comedy in it. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of the two types of episodes. And like next week, I'm gonna probably review Captain Marvel. Ugh. So yeah, no. which we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the comedy, uh, you, if you want to listen to John's dark comedy, go listen to the episode where him and his wife talk about his wife losing his her. Uh, yeah. her <laughs> just kidding. That's comedy. <laughs> it's no, it's actually I I text John. Um, I text you as uh well, yesterday. Yeah, when I, yesterday morning. yeah. I have listened to that episode. Three times now, completely. I was like, that episode really been out since... Because I put mine out at like four in the morning sometimes. That way it gives it time for the, yeah, the to program to push to the other places. And I was like, you've already listened to it three times? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, so yeah, good podcast, good listening, good production. John's finally got a theme song. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, was, only- that started episode 50, I think, or episode 51. Uh, maybe. No, it was, yeah. I was remember, it? Yeah. Shows so, you how often I listen. I know, right? uh, right. It's funny. I love podcasts, but I don't. It, it's so hard to like put into the time. Like I'll constantly, while I'm working from home, I'll constantly watch uh, Rogan's podcast. But yeah, I, I watch it. I yeah. don't like listening to his podcasts. I, if I'm a visual person, so if I can watch it on YouTube, I will watch someone's podcast. Well, I think his podcast is a little bit more. It has become more visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. You know, they, they want to show you things that, you know, he's always like, Jamie, pull it up. Let's yeah, show you. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so you kind of have to tune in 
to it that way. It's like watching a comedy special yeah. versus listening to it. Yeah, listening lose, to it's like okay in the car. It's yeah, funny, but but if you if you've never seen that, if you didn't see that shtick being done before, then you kind of lose the the body language is gone, the facial yep. expressions gone. Especially if you're listening to someone like Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's hilarious just listening to him. Ten thousand times funnier when, when you're scene. watching him because yeah. it's the whole like the, the whole behind thing. the scenes stuff you can watch of him doing uh, genie. Oh yeah, from Aladdin. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. So John, you on your podcast, uh, you usually start off with an insane fact, something like fun crazy, fact, fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Um. So this one is about the Black Panther. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> Like the organization or the character? Uh, <laughs> Which, both. by the way, when I lived in Philadelphia, me and my friend, uh, who was black, he, we saw like straight up a guy who was probably in his 40s or 50s, and he looked like he was dressed as a Black Panther. He had a black leather jacket, black shirt, black pants, and like a black beret. And we're like, dude. Was he just French? I don't know. French, he's a French motorcyclist. No, he didn't have like a croissant in his hand. Or a croissant. But uh, my friend who's black was even like, dude, that's a Black Panther. I think like he's dude. just living it up still, thinking he lives in the seventies. Oh man, I listened to a, I listened to another podcast, and I, I was listening to it early this morning, um, and it was an episode. the The show is called Time Suck. It's a great podcast mm-hmm. um, by Dan Cummings is his name, and uh, Dan Cummings, and it's called Time Suck. Yeah, yeah. Just let that connect. Anyways, he uh, he did a whole episode on the Black Panthers. I learned a ton from it, and that's kind of the cool thing about his podcast. It's learning a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does him and his team do a ton of research. They present it in a really fun it's way. Like uh, hardcore history for Dan yeah. Carlin. He does like yeah. six hour episodes, but they're like in segments. Yeah, he, he did one all about like time sucks. James like Kong time sucks like two hours. Uh, okay, um, and that that's really it. I don't think. He's got like a hundred and sixty some odd episodes now. I can't remember, but great listen to. So, but it's on, been on my mind because I learned a ton about the Black Panthers and why, and you know, where like, and when, and where all that and stuff. when and who, and like what motivated it. What yeah. ended up being the downfall of the organization? Except and, for the one guy that I saw. Yeah, except for living, that guy living proud. <laughs> except for that guy, yeah, <laughs> waiting for it to resurface. He's like, "Where is my croissant? <laughs> I have on my leather jacket, and I am fighting the white power, <laughs> but I am in need of my croissant because <laughs> I am wearing this beret." That's my uh, French accent. Yeah. Just insult all the French. Anyways, the uh, I, I decided to do you a favor and find. A really interesting fact by okay. by Googling the words interesting fact. Uh, bestlifeonline.com, which I love the title of this website. Best life? Yeah, because you're living your best life, uh, okay. John. Are you living your best life? Just live so. your best life. John, John, don't <laughs> let the oligarchy, patriarchal, uh, oppressive society tell you how to live. You live your well, best life. Well, I'm part life. of the problem if it's the patriarchy. Yeah, because you're a white male. White, cisgender. I can't. The fact is, Pringles aren't technically potato chips. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. There's probably crap in there that's not. So so that was my first thing. I was like, well, duh, they're not potato chips. No potato chip ever comes out in a perfect form. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, It says the next time you can, uh, next time you see a can of Pringles, take a closer look. You won't see the the word, you won't see the word chip anywhere on the packaging that's because pringles aren't made of thinly sliced potatoes but instead dehydrated potato flakes 
pressed into their signature parabolic shape. So they're potatoes, but not... They're not chips, because a yeah, potato yeah. chip is, we slice this off. Yeah, and you fry it. We fry it, you know, or deep fry it or whatever. Uh, the way like they do ways. this, yeah, the way they do this, that's what makes them less greasy, though, is that they're, True. because they're potato flakes and they're compressed, dehydrated, right? That, Instead of been soaking in Exactly, oil they're not whatever. oiled. Uh, but the, but, but here's, here's why they're not allowed to call themselves chips. Uh, that's what makes them less greasy. But when other potato chip manufacturers complained, <laughs> sorry, like you got to think about that. Like all of a sudden Lay's is like, hey, that's not a potato yeah. chip. They don't make it like us. Can't be a chip. It's just like imagining all these corporations on a schoolyard like they're kids. No, like, like you can't do that. No, I really think to a degree like corporations, especially in the food industry. Okay. Yeah. They complain about what everyone else in their industry is doing for the sake of complaining. They are the ch- giant children yeah. of the capitalist world is food because everyone needs it. Everyone has to have food. Yep. But then you have to, you know, the FDA has to go in and say, yeah, that's that's food and that's not. Or you're allowed X amount of rat parts in your chocolate and everything. <laughs> like, it's dumb. But anyway, so then um, the FDA, uh, since we're talking about the FDA, the FDA ruled that Pringles couldn't be marketed as chips. See, this is my problem. This is this is where the government needs to stay away from commerce. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, do you care if it's a chip or not? You're eating Pringles because it's safe. It's chip like. It's, right? it's crispy. It's yeah. It's quick. It's convenient because they stay in that case. In that case, yeah. And you got to give to Pringles because they don't put half. Like if, if you were to compare it to a Lay's bag, if you were to open a Pringles jar, like half your chips would be gone already. Yeah. But Lay's is infamous. Oh yeah. Notorious. For well, because they bag. sell you air. Yeah. I tried selling an air guitar on uh, eBay when I was like eighteen. <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> I got a strike. On my eBay account. Uh, The company eventually settled on the word, uh, what they call Pringles, is a potato crisp. Crisp. It's so technical. (laughs) They changed it from a potato chip to a potato crisp. It's stupid, right? It's like, like, is is a Triscuit a cracker? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. It's just made up of a bunch of wheat, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't that what crackers are? But it's not the same because it's a wheat like strands yeah. glued together, but a cracker is is wheat that's been like m- made into flour and pre- stupid. Yeah. I like triscuits, but I don't like wheat thins. Yeah, wheat thins, but that's the same thing. Like, who cares if it's a chip, a crisp, a cracker? A, yeah. Like, but that's the thing. I guarantee you that that these companies were able to get consumers behind wanting that change oh, yeah, they're like branding they're like oh, i'm scared because a pringle you're telling me that that's not a potato chip how <laughs> dare they tell me it's a chip it's like who cares yeah like is it gonna it. kill you probably if you eat too many of them yeah but who cares it's america you can eat as many pringles as you want <laughs> like you if you wanted to you could just hold the can up to your mouth and suck it down and you'd be fine you could also use it to Supposedly, I have a friend from England, and he had a friend in high school. Wait, hold on. You supposedly so have I, a friend I from do England? Have a, sorry, it makes my sense. I do have a friend from England. Uh, he had a friend in high school that tried to um, get a girl to grab his, his wiener. Oh, my god! he cut a hole in the bottom of the Pringles can and just put it there so that if she wanted some, <laughs> want some Pringles, it's like at a party. Time out. So he, he adopted, he, had, he adapted, not adopted, yeah. he adapted... The 
digging a popcorn bucket. Yeah, but into a bottom of a Pringles. Into jar. a Pringles. I would be way more scared of that because those Pringle chips are pretty sharp. And salty. And salty. Way saltier than your popcorn. Yeah. I mean, I at least the popcorn got butter. Worked, but I mean, you could. I do, hope it didn't work. You couldn't do that nowadays. I mean, you shouldn't have done it back then either. Who's who? Who is saying like, "Hey, do you want some Pringles?" Uh, you gotta reach way down at the bottom, and <laughs> well, then maybe it's like the well, jars are almost gone. But no, that's the thing. And I'm just holding it there. Yeah, you gotta and be as, like as sitting person, on the couch on your. Yeah, lap. you gotta be sitting there just right, and you gotta make it look natural, which that doesn't look natural. No. And then if you're the girl, like, I hope it didn't work. I hope she was like, "Is your dick in there?" <laughs> Because if your dick is in there, I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> but, like, you got to think, like, then to reach in there. And, like, if you've ever had to reach into a Pringles can. I thought you were going to say, if you've ever had to reach in for a penis. <laughs> if you've ever had to reach in. But if you ever have to reach into a Pringles can, you're not letting someone else hold that. No. No, you're going to be like, yeah, let me take some of that. <laughs> you're not going to just reach. It's uncomfortable. It's stupid. Yeah, because usually when you, like. When you get to the bottom, you just pour it. True. Just stupid. Anyways, anyway, yeah. that's the dumb fact for the day. I'm gonna call it the dumb fact because it's just. I thought it was clever. I was like, oh yeah, John's gonna be impressed, but now I'm just angry because I feel like I've been lied to. Potato. I'm gonna call them potato chips, Pringle chips. No one you ever calls. Go, it- you should go start a protest at Lay's. Ooh, no. Like, what? I- hey, your competitors. I'm gonna call them chips. Oh, you man. should too. I want to go like protest at the Nestle's factory. Isn't there one nearby? And well, no, like I want to do a fake protest uh-huh. where we, yeah, there is a, there's one just down the road actually, but I want to go there with a bunch of signs and get a bunch of midgets and say, stop the Oompa Loompa oppression. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, you can't call them midgets nowadays. Little people. Little people, yeah. Dwarves. Dwarves. I don't care what they are. Hobbits. Like, I need them to dress up like Donald Trump. With green hair. Oh, he does look like a Oompa Loompa. Yeah, he's orange. And then be like, and then just be like, stop the Oompa Loompa oppression. Hashtag build a chocolate wall. Like, That's I just funny. want, I want the, for no other reason than to do that. To the new, yeah. Um, All right, so let's transition over to our main topic today. Something that I've actually thought about for a long time now. And I feel like I'm kind of becoming a victim of, or or, or uh, uh, I'm suffering symptoms of, right? So uh, I called in the love doctors, and they gave me this blue pill. And no, I'm just kidding. Was this a sponsorship or Viagra? Uh, no, this show is actually unsponsored. <laughs> yeah. uh, people refuse. They actually ask us not to talk about them. Yeah. No. Um, so John, I was texting John the other night, and I said, what should we talk about? He goes, I have no idea. I well, because last time it was easier because I just had our... We just had our daughter, yeah. so you guys all, you and staff kids, so that was an easy, yeah. oh, this just happened, but I could not think of anything. Yeah. Well, for you, it had just happened. For yeah. Stadler, his 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 little boy was like two, two and a half, three or something. My son was like, just had just turned five. And so that was kind of like, oh, hey, we have this broad range, broad-ish range of being new parents. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All of us are on child one. Yep. Uh, um, as far as I know. I hope I don't find anything out post-recording on any of us. Um, if so, congratulations in advance. Um, but no, the uh, so yeah, we did that. This one is uh, what what is being called on the internet. It's called superhero fatigue. Yeah. Um, so to kind of give a little bit of history about it real fast is... It's a right new thing, though. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you think about superhero movies have been around for... 
like 80 years now. I mean, you can you yeah. can go back to the 20s and 30s and there are superhero movies being made. Um, in the 50s, you have the rise of Batman and Superman. In as, the books, yeah. Well, as comic book characters, uh, but you also have them. Did they well, do black and white shows for them? Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, TV shows. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was movies or not, but you have this... You have this new mode of entertainment. So beyond the page, right? Beyond the comic book page, yeah. um, they're coming to the big screen, whether that's the TV or the, the movie theater. And uh, and then, you know, that kind of lives its life. Marvel gets into that in the, like, the 60s. Um, and then you have, uh, and I'm, I'm watering this down For greatly. Sake, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's a lot that we're missing. But I mean, they did, you know, you, you did the Incredible Hulk series yeah, tv 70s. series in the 70s and then, in fact they changed his name to david banner why in the show because that was in the 70s uh they thought that bruce banner sounded a little too gay and stan lee was pissed yeah that's dumb yeah so they called him david banner in the show because they thought a lot of people wouldn't watch it because his name was bruce oh my gosh like bruce is just getting so upset and Which so is funny, angry though because that's like a he turns into this giant green monster and just <laughs> yes it's a stereotypical it's gay stupid. name or it's not technically a, a gay name. i've never met a gay yeah, guy named bruce but when people joke about gay people that's the first name that always comes up bruce Which no is I've, n- I've never i heard it all the time i usually say up. john oh yeah <laughs> So then, Incredible Hulk. Be like you're being such a John. Um, yeah. So you have the Incredible Hulk TV series. They tried doing a Spider-Man one. Yeah, they did. Well, that's the thing. Marvel did Spider-Man. They, there's a Captain America one out there that's yeah, kind of weird. There's like a, a Thor character, and some of these are just characters that they put into shows. Yeah, it wasn't their own show uh, per se. You have cartoons. Uh, of these characters the Adam West Batman oh yeah God bless the Adam West Batman which by the way laughed hysterical on your last episode with you and your wife talking about how Adam West and the guy who played the Riddler uh, in the Batman series got kicked out of an orgy and that's legit I did my own research it's a legit factual thing that you have happy-go-lucky Adam West Batman and if you ever watch Adam West Batman, it is the weirdest piece of 60s memorabilia you can get your hands on because it was so embraced. It really was for like three years. Like the, the nation loved this thing. And then the movie they made. Too, yeah, the, the movie. movie. And you got Cesar Romero as the Joker. You got different. You have like three different cat women because they couldn't hold on to any of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and but some groundbreaking stuff, too. Like one of the ladies and I forgive me, I can't remember her name, but she uh, she played Catwoman. She was black. That was oh, a Eartha big Kitt. deal. Oh, who? Eartha Kitt. Okay, she I'll did take the your voice word. for Isma on Empress oh, of the Oh yeah, she Wrong looks just like, yeah. I but that's the thing. Like Adam West Batman was actually a big deal culturally. Yeah, beyond just oh here's a Batman show, and, and to find out that Adam West got kicked out of an orgy because him and the guy playing the Riddler are in character. They insisted they stay they, in character. And in, no one was into that. Yeah, no, no one should. <laughs> Be like. The riddler's like, I'm you can't Batman. have sex to me unless you answer my riddle. Be like, you can put that in there if you answer my riddle. <laughs> <laughs> What's dark and, and brown and kind of looks like a starfish? Oh the answer is my butthole. Like, it's just, come on, no. Anyways. they had their costumes on when they meant stay in character? I hope not. Like, yeah. there's some Adam West costume that's just covered in orgy sweat. <laughs> and someone and someone bought that at an auction and doesn't know why it stinks so funny. They yeah. just thought it was old. Like, oh, it's just they never it was watched like, it. No, there's like 40 other people's sweat on there. Um, 
So anyway, so you have that rise, and then it kind of wanes for a few years. Yeah, in like and, the 80s. Yeah, and then, but well, we have one kind of shining moment in all that. Well, two things, really. is It's the Hulk TV show mm-hmm. that people really got behind, and then you have the rise of Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yep. And Christopher Reeve's Superman was actually one of the first times that Superman is taken seriously. That was in the 70s, right? Um, I don't remember. 70s, I'm going to Google it really fast. But but yeah, it's it's early. Um, Christopher Reeves. This is what I like about. I remember he was on Smallville and I used to watch that show. And he was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He's a scientist in the Wait, show. You know he was in a real wheelchair. He wasn't acting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> His dude, arch nemesis was the horse. First off, Christopher Reeves, uh, if you ever want to read a story about a, a, a massively, insanely gifted human for what he was dealt like, you know, he has his accident, what in the nineties, yeah, and like 1994 or something like that. And he is paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. Uh, told he's not going to live and is giving up on life as they're doing this operation to maybe save his life. Yeah. And then he lives, he was all the way to like the mid two thousands. Yeah. Right? He lives like another decade and just use what had happened to him to the best. I, I don't know. It's really amazing what Christopher Reeve did with his life yeah. and and support for others and really like being this awesome beacon of hope. And I think like when he when he passed, that was something that we lost. Like not just lost him, but I mean the only other guy in a wheelchair left after him was Stephen Hawking. And he's gone now too. Yeah, but he was just like, I'm just smart and I have a cool voice. And and I'm I get that. Like it's cool. But Christopher Reeve was like Everyone could connect with that. Here's yeah. Superman, right? Like the and he was that one guy in Somewhere in Time. Oh yeah, which is an amazing soundtrack. Oh, such a, my such sister an amazing would play movie. on the piano all the time. Superman. I don't know when this movie it came out. It was like '77 or something. '78. Um, Okay, Dang, you, you were close. 78, 1978. So 1978, Christopher Reeve comes uh, to the big screen with Superman, Lex Luthor. It's a really simple story. Two missiles that are going at each other, you know, and he's got to stop them and Lex and all that jazz. But he creates a, a I mean, not him, but the production company, all, yeah. the whole thing. Is it Richard Donner? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Who also, I think, directed Goonies. Yeah, he directed a ton. But you also have Marlon Brando, who's in it. That was like the big name. Yeah, they, he played he played his Jor-El, father, right? yeah, yeah Jor-El. Yeah. And uh and so you have this you have this kind of like revitalization, but you look at what was going on culturally that Superman and that whole that whole story, the whole series of movies that they did, and they're not all good. No, but I heard they get bad around. They do. And it's not more. it's just stories. The story gets bad. You know, yeah. some of it gets a little the cheesy. The probably got better. Uh yeah, I, I think they did. Um, but that's the other thing too is you have this you have these visual effects of Superman flying, yeah, which haven't aged super well. But no. like for its time, you're going, holy crap, that's amazing! Like he's flying through the city. And then the music, yeah, music's amazing. So you have that um, side note since we already mentioned Robin Williams. Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve were uh, college roommates at Juilliard. I did not know that. Yeah, when Christopher Reeve has his accident, uh, there's an account uh, where in his own words. Uh, in Christopher Reeve's own words, he says, uh, it was, I don't know if it was before or after his surgery, you know, like ends up saving his life, but, uh, he says, uh, he's in his hospital room and all of a sudden this, uh, this doctor comes in face mask on gloves, everything, um, demanding to speak to the patient because he's his proctologist. He's uh, Russian, all this stuff. He's like, he's like, I'm here to speak to, and it's a German accent. Um, but he's like, I'm here to speak to the, the guy. On, and he's like, he's like uh, describing what he's going to do and everything and the doctor's like who the who the hell are you come find
find out it's Robin Williams. Uh, and he basically he, busted a joker yeah, to get well, into the hospital. Yeah, but he, you know, he finds out about his his college roommate and good friend who's had this terrible accident, flies out to where he was and and sneaks into the hospital. That's just cool. uh and that's when Christopher Reeve said he, he knew everything was gonna be okay um after that. But um so you have that rise of of superhero movies and and then it dies again. Well then there Marvel was making some bad ones in the eighties, oh, like Marvel. they did the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah. The yeah, the one like Punisher movie I based off Punisher like oh he wears black and he's got a machine gun that's about yeah it. well that's the thing though the eighties was riddled with the ultra violent movies yeah right uh, you have Schwarzenegger and yeah, some yeah, are getting popular yeah you have Arnold you have uh, Sly Stone you have the RoboCop series right yep. that that comes up and I mean but we're talking about like the gun toting muscle bound baby oil clad you know just like slow motion yeah stuff. slow motion and blow up whatever we can it was Michael Bay's like that's probably what he dream. got his inspiration from. <laughs> it probably was. Uh, he was like, "I want to do that." Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have. I I always forget about the Dolph Lundgren Punisher I movie. It's a piece of his on TV as a kid. Oh, I've never I, seen it all the way. Through. I've never actually watched it. That's. Yeah, I saw that he I, lived in the. He. I think he hid out in the sewer, and he, he had a motorcycle. Time in the out. Sewer. Is he a Ninja Turtle? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, by the way, that was also the eighties, and that was a great movie. Yeah. No, no, no that was nineteen ninety. That was the nineties. Yeah, yeah, but still, also great. Yeah. All of them. Even the bad ones, they're amazing. Yeah. The fact that you have real people in a costume, animatronics, way better than this garbage reboot. Um, yeah, so they start doing garbage. They start doing garbage in the 80s. Yeah, and it was like nowadays, Marvel's like at the top, they say. But back in the day when they were both trying to figure it out, like sometimes Marvel would have good ones and DC was sucking. Oh, yeah. A lot of times it was DC in the yeah. 90s with the... Tim Burton's Batman. Well, that's that well, that's changed everything. 1989. Oh, 89. Okay. Yeah, 1989. Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, um, comes out, and that that changes yep. the superhero front line, right? Is that people because up to that point, superhero stories weren't dark. They were in the comic books. Uh, just a few years before that, you have Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah, you have Frank Miller. You have the Killing Joke that comes out on DC, and and that's the thing. Even Marvel was getting into darker storylines. The, the world was changing. The climate of, of our culture and society was changing. I mean, if you go back and watch, Netflix has this great one called um, The 80s, I think it's it. Oh, yeah, it's just a documentary. Yeah, it's just like an hour-long documentary on The 80s. Yeah. Um, well, there's episodes to it. It's pretty cool. I watched it and learned a lot about why the culture changed so much in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but you see that reflected in the entertainment. So 1989, Tim Burton makes Batman... And it's because the last thing you'd seen on screen was Adam West. Was Adam West, right? Short cape, goofiness, dances every once in a while, (laughs) does the bat dance, like his little fingers going across his eyes. But that's the thing is that, but you know, Christopher Reeve had set the tone of superheroes that that superheroes could be serious. Yeah. Um, Marvel had done some of that as well, right? I think the the Hulk TV show is one of those where you watch it and you're like, this is freaking good. It really is. It's supposed to be sad because it's a guy who says, he's always on the road because he can't ever. Find a place to stay yeah. because of his alternate yeah. ego. He's so like, I just get too alone. mad. He's I can't. a lonely man. So it was an interesting, you know. Again, those are the things that led to it. Uh, Batman comes out. Uh, Batman Returns comes out in nineteen ninety. Never seen the movie all the way through. What? But fun fact: the guy at our church back home, he played. He's an extra in a lot of shows because he was giant and fat he played the giant fat clown that gets shot and rolls what he was in my ward what yeah when i was probably like 16 his family moved in and he told all the stories about being on the set he's like that caught that water was super cold and then he was an extra 
when he was younger on um what's that 70s show that 70s show no no not that show <laughs> <laughs> the uh Topher Grace Dukes of Ash- Hazard Dukes- <laughs> is that was that the show I don't know if it was the seventies, but yeah, sure. With yeah, the car, was, yeah. Diddly, he was like diddly, an extra diddly, on that diddly, diddly. for like he was a henchman, yeah. so he was in a lot of very typical roles as an extra. But was I think he... one of his first speaking ones was the Batman Returns, where he's the big clown. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea, boss. Yeah. And then Penguin shoots him. Really? Yeah. That's insane. The last name was uh, Frank. Sorry Frank? Name, no. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Side tangent. My claim to fame. <laughs> so then, so so no superhero fatigue so far. That's that's what I'm trying to outline, right? Yeah. Is that we have a long history with superhero movies. We love them, and and TV shows. Um, but then uh, we have a couple. And then underneath all of that is still comic books. Oh yeah, people are still reading comic books. Yeah. But comic books are up and down, you know, in popularity. Um, but then you have like the '90s. We have a couple superhero shows that try, like Birds of Prey, um, Smallville starts early I 2000. When that one movie came out with Uma Thurman and another guy called The Avengers. Oh, yeah. I remember when I first saw the title that as a kid, I was like, oh, what the heck? They're making an Avengers movie? But it was not at all whatsoever. Well, the and then you thing. find out it's a remake. That one with Uma Thurman and Sean Connery is a, or is it Ray Fiennes? Yeah, it's, it's a Ray remake. Uh, I think it is Ray Fiennes. Yeah. It's a remake of a 1960s movie called The Avengers. Oh, no. I, it was anyway, when I first saw that title, I was like, what? They're making an Avengers yeah. movie? And I'm like, oh, this is not, it's this not, not the same not the at Avengers. all. It's not The Avengers. Um... So then early, well, we also have the adventures, the TV show, The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Dude, Dean I used to Kane, watch that show. Yeah. Dean Kane. What's her name? I can't uh, ever remember. She's hot. Uh, Terry Hatcher. <laughs> Terry Hatcher. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, as, as Lois and Clark, a lot of super, and but super popular show, mm-hmm. super popular show. Um, and then, and then it kind of wanes off, you know, we have the, the Batman forever with Val Kilmer. We have the Batman and Robin with George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell and, that kills like the Batman franchise yeah. almost, but I I think it also kind of killed superhero movies and sh- and and shows because we all of a sudden have this gap between the late nineties and about two thousand four where no you're missing one which one what okay so maybe DC made a few bad choices with Batman and that what that's what kind of made him go down the one that brought Marvel back in and I think changed a lot was in two thousand was X Men. Oh yeah, that no, was, absolutely. That right. kind of jumped it to but, like this is where Marvel, Marvel didn't do that. Out. See, that's it was no. Marvel property. Okay. It's Fox. Yes, Fox was Marvel property. Yeah. That's what I'm Which saying. is actually something we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. Other films, media. Um, so yeah, so you're right. X Men comes back in or starts. Yeah. They also had a great TV show. When we talk about cartoons, oh, the 90s. oh heck yeah, I used to watch that show. You have the X Men. You have Batman's animated series, Spider Man. Yep. All great theme uh, songs. Yeah. yeah. There's even other cool shows that were similar, but they weren't actual comic book like uh, Gargoyles. Remember that Oh, show? yeah. Gargoyles was dope. Yeah. Well, Disney's Gargoyles. Yeah. Like, the one time that I have to actually give Disney credit and a show they should bring back yeah. is Gargoyles. Um, so so we all of a sudden have this ramp up to, to... People are still trying to make superhero movies, superhero TV shows. Again, no fatigue, though, because... We have these shining moments, but yeah. no one has ever done what Marvel and DC have been trying to do and, and successfully had done. And I say successfully loosely, right? There's both are riddled with problems. Both both franchises riddled with problems in the movie industry uh, and TV. But because right around that same time when X Men got big, they Marvel and DC both tried pushing stuff out that was just mediocre, like Daredevil. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Daredevil pushed out the- incredible the Incredible Hulk, the Ang Lee movie. Which, which is not good. Which is terrible. Yeah. I watched it on, uh, it was on TV 
a couple weeks ago, I just three weeks that ago. Weird comic strip crap. He's trying. Well, doing. that's the thing. They were trying to make the first comic book movie, yeah, yeah. right? Focus on the comic book into a movie rather than just and saying. Bannon already looks way too buff. Yeah, the guy who plays yeah. Bruce Banner. I'm like, you already look big. Just paint yeah. you green. Just paint it's you better green. when you have a nerdy looking person who yeah. gets. Big. Um, and then the fight in the clouds that they have oh, at the end, weird. him and his dad. Which, by the way, you're you're talking like there's like three villains to this story. Yeah, yeah. Which is confusing as hell because every time a every time a villain is defeated, I go, oh, this is the end of the movie, right? Nope. No. And then his dad like gets all the weird power, and I'm like, okay. Is it Nick Nolte. Yeah, which he's me. great. Yeah, but he's, like he's the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> Nick Nolte scares the hell out of me. Yes. Um, he scares me in that movie, A Warrior. Oh yeah, he's a dad. Yeah. He's just that, the only time I've ever felt bad for Nick Nolte is when he finally gets drunk in that movie. And I don't say finally, like finally. I just mean like he he's been sober for years. Yeah. It's it's alluded he's a terrible dad. He's awful person. And then Tom but he's Hardy trying to Tom Hardy him. pushes him over the edge because mm-hmm. um, Tom Hardy is this really rough character in that in that movie. And then they're at the hotel yep. and Nick Nolte's drunk off his butt and he is he's listening on his headphones, old Sony looking headphones. Oh, yeah, but he's yeah. he's listening to uh, um, uh, what's the whale book? What's the uh, Moby, oh, Dick. Uh, Moby, Moby Dick? Moby Dick. Yeah. And he's just quoting something from it over and over again. The whale, the whale, or something like that. And Tom Hardy just grabs a hold. I'm in the theater with a bunch of these like UFC, MMA fighter friends of mine. And they're just, and I'm not a fighter. I, yeah. I do not have the physique for that. But uh, we're all just bawling our heads off. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the only scene. time I've ever actually felt bad for Nick Nolte. Because he, he plays rough characters. He's good at it, you know. Um, So... And we're not going to get into obviously like the the twenty or thirty Marvel DC movies that come out post like two thousand four, because yeah. because post like two thousand four two thousand five you you have the rise of Batman Begins. Yes, you have amazing. Marvel launches its Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was an 08. So the same yeah, year that thing, Iron like, Man comes out is the same year that Dark Knight comes out. Which right, is weird. But that's the thing. Is, gone Batman that. Begins with directed by Chris Nolan. It comes out and it says, "Hey, guess what? We just saved." the Batman franchise. But I don't think it just did that. I think it also told everyone else by how successful, how real it was, how, how believable. It's more grounded take on superheroes. Is that they go, well, we could do superhero movies. So that the rest of the world jumps on to the bandwagon with that. Uh, And you're right. Then the dark Knight comes out and then Iron Man comes out. And, and Iron Man does really, really well, Mm -hmm. really well comparatively. Like the dark Knight obviously is, is the movie that I feel like the dark Knight became the movie that every Marvel and DC movie post has tried to. I still feel like DC's tried more though. Obviously it's the same property, but Marvel after the first few movies in the MTCU, they did start to find their own, like, Oh, we're more like colorful. We're more comic booky. We're more family friendly. With good positive stories, DC for a while is like let's make everything dark. <laughs> let's because we better. Dark Knight. Did but, it, so. but that's the thing: if you go back and you watch Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rising, they're not dark movies. They're very well lit. Yeah, they're very well lit. Nolan knows his lighting, so I, well, I most ha- of the scenes in the second one, Dark Knight, is during the day. Uh, Bruce Wayne, he's always in the like it's yeah. Most Bruce of the is scenes- always in the light, like. But that's the thing is that. They they make you feel like you're in a well lit city. Name one major city that everything is just dark and dank. It's not. Well, I think too they tried DC movies tried going dark like lighting wise and also thematically they tried going yeah. dark as well. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so, anyways, we're not going to cover obviously like the 20, 30 films that have come out post, but that's that's five to now. Yeah, yeah, 05 to now. It's two thousand nineteen. So we're talking fourteen years of solid 
multi movies, right? Like we have like two, three, four at some point, at some point movies a year yeah. coming out a year, uh, whether most it's Marvel or DC Marvel. Yeah. Most of them are Marvel, right? Marvel's just pumping them out. Uh, we're going to talk about that, but, um, and the thing that Marvel, before we jump aboard, the thing that Marvel got smart about is they built a cinematic universe that, which everyone's trying to copy now. Yeah. So we're, we're coming up on Avengers Endgame, and that'll be the last movie in like a 21, 22 movie arc. That yeah, I think started it's 20, 22. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. It is but everyone, crazy. Everyone's tried, like, uh, Universal tried doing the Dark Universe. Dark with, like, Universe. With the Mummy and Dracula, but that didn't go anywhere. because well, It didn't go anywhere because you hired Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I'm not saying Tom Cruise is bad. It's like, no, I freaking love Tom Cruise. Mission but you hired, last year was amazing. You hired Tom Cruise for a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, not The, the mummy. mummy movie was not a Tom Cruise movie. Nope. I just, and it was such a fail on Universal's part. Anyways, um... Uh, let's speculate on future movie releases. You mentioned earlier Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Say, Captain Marvel comes out next week. Then you got Avengers Endgame comes out in April. And then what's going to... That's going to basically end everything we know for the last 10 plus years. And I think they're doing Phase 4 starts with Spider-Man, which oh, I'm excited boy. to see Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie. I still haven't watched that trailer. It's good. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you don't like Spider-Man Homecoming? No, no, one? I did. Oh. No, here's my problem. I think I'm suffering from superhero okay, fatigue. you're the one. Okay, that's why we're talking about this. I'm tired. And I'm not like tired like, oh my gosh, I'm done. It's just, there's nothing that's getting me pulled in. Like, yes. there's there's nothing that's saying, hey, Chris, come watch this trailer. Come spend your money on us. Yeah. Come do, I, I'm I think so, I'm the so opposite. Tired. Like, I get the fatigue, but I would say the bigger problem is Hollywood as a whole. Like, there's a fatigue of people just not coming up with new ideas. Because you can, they've had articles plotting out the last year, like how many movies have come out last year that were either sequels, reboots, remakes, or whatever it was. And it was like more than 50% of the movies. Yeah. So well, it's like, I, I think that's the overall big problem. But I think, I think part of that problem is. These movies do not shock me because the studio comes out and says, here's our 10-year plan. Yeah. And we're going to show you exactly what movies we're making. So all I all I get to do as a fan is I get to look towards what I know is coming. Towards it, the it, end, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's like knowing – imagine this. January 1st, your parents sit you down, and they say, guess what? Christmas is coming in 12 months. Now, here are your presents. We've wrapped them up already. <laughs> but here's a list of what we are giving you. Maybe they don't even give you specifics of what your gifts are. Just like no, the they just they just oh, tell we you got you this an electronic one, device. Yeah, this one's a remote control car. Now, what kind of car it is, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, because I want you to be excited. Yeah, but then I go. Yeah, but then all I do is I waste all my time ramping up to something I know I'm getting. Uh, that's boring, right? I'd rather much. I'd much rather have them say, "Look, we have this plan. We're going to keep most of it under wraps." They drop a trailer, and you go, "What? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio? Yeah, I didn't know that. No, I knew that six months ago because of all the headlines too that come out with the journalists yeah. trying to get yeah secrets on the sets. And yeah, stuff. and everyone on the set just like blows the whistle and everything. It's just dumb. Well, the funny thing is, you bring up that analogy of the Christmas thing because obviously after having a kid, it's harder to get to the movies. But even before that, I kind of stopped. I really only go to the movies for movies I know I want to see. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is the ones I know I want to see are the big Marvel movies. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, they're, like, the best way to watch those movies is in the theater. Oh, yeah. IMAX and stuff. But it's funny that I've, there's probably a ton of people like me who don't go to movies that often, whether it be because of money or because of time. 
like those artsy movies that you would see get nominated for Oscars, like I didn't see any of them, but it's because <laughs> I'd rather watch those movies at home or basically I only go to the theater for movies I know I absolutely want to see. And most of those happen to be yeah. Disney or Marvel movies. Yeah. Or maybe like I'm definitely going to see it chapter two this year. Ugh. Oh no, you don't want, I don't to, want to talk about it. Anyway, that. there's probably a lot of people like me who only go to the movies for certain movies because, yeah. and those ones happen to be. So, so John, movies. tell me this. Um, so I've watched almost all the Marvel films, most, most, if not all the, the DC films. Um, which one have you missed in the Marvel lately? Uh, no, I watched that one. So then you're caught up. That I think I, I think I've watched all the Marvel ones. I have not seen um, Aquaman. I didn't see it, and and that's again, it's not because I was like, no, I don't want to go see it. Like, it just was. I, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I'm just tired. So, so uh, let me ask you this. Um, and and I'm going to ask you a question that's like more of a yes or no answer, but I want you to expound on it uh, and as to why. But do you feel like Marvel has? push the boundary of storytelling or did they find a formula that they have just repeated movie to movie? That's a good question. He's uh, thinking. He's thinking. I'd say yes and no. Okay. So I would say at the end of the day, the formula they did find was we want a hero's story. They fight the villain. They have some, you know, experiences that they're knocked down, but eventually they overcome, which as the movies have gone on, they have had critiques where your villains are all blah because they're just we already know they want to take over the world, they're gonna get defeated. Yeah. They have had some gems like everyone says the best villain is Thanos because Infinity War, like that was his movie. But I would say Wait, hold is- on, hold on. With Thanos though, like so let's let's dive into the to the uh villain complex or yeah, the yeah. villain problem. They say there's has. only about two or three villains that are like stand out. So Loki's one of them. Who's your top villain when it comes to the Marvel cinematic universe? The movies, right? Because that's what we're talking about. We're not yeah, talking yeah. about like the best TV villain shows. of all time. We're talking, yeah, we're not, we're just talking about like the movies. Because you're gonna say TV shows, I'd say Wilson Fisk, Kingpin from Daredevil. Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but you can't but he, count that. But technically, he fits in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That Daredevil, because they, they have, I think those are more successful because they have way more time to tell the story. Hells yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say Thanos. I mean, he does at sometimes have a generic like the way they they spun it. It was like he only wants to destroy half the universe. So most villains we run to, they want to take over the entire universe. But I think the focus on uh, some of the pain he goes through, uh-huh. like, spoiler, the movie's been out for over a year, like, when he kills his own daughter, because he needs to get... Like, what? You, you saw, like, how willing I didn't he see was it coming. To, to reach his goal. So I think that I think that the more successful villains and the better villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the ones they've given more time to. Uh-huh. And Loki, naturally, is one of the better ones because... He's been in multiple movies, so you've had time to attach yourself to him. Thanos would be a better one because they would argue that Infinity War was like his movie because most uh-huh. of it was on him. But I don't like, yeah, I understand there's a villain problem, but at the same time, it's like, do you want like the same for- formulaic? Like, we know the, vil- the villain's gonna mm-hmm. lose, or do we want to have a twist kind of thing? It's just, I don't know what people are into. Or well, has Marvel, has Marvel ever, ever really given us a twist? I'm not saying like no. I mean, Infinity War. You could argue maybe a little bit that the way it ends, which by the way, when Spencer saw it, he didn't know that Avengers four and then no three. That would be three yeah. and then four coming out in a few months. He didn't know they were connected, so he was <laughs> pissed because the whole time he was waiting, he's like, "This movie is freaking long." He was expecting that uh, Thanos was gonna get killed. Yeah, at the he's end. he's expecting an end. So he's like, "When the freak is this movie gonna end?" He was pissed when he walked out. He was like, "Dude, I would have." 
rather waited a year and then watch watch Infinity War and then go watch the last one because you wasted my time. But no, it's a good point. I there's a little twist that he wins in the end, but that's about it. But that's the thing. Like I, I I think that the formula, if if you're looking at it like just dollars and cents business wise, right? Yeah, Yeah. The formula makes sense. Yeah. Because you know that people are going to come watch a movie like this. Yeah, your business is to get butts in the seats. Yeah. Because they don't, I, I'm not going to say they don't make movies because they don't like making movies. Like, they make movies because they enjoy making movies. Yeah. And it's profitable. But there's all, yeah, the baseline of yeah. it's a business. That yeah, it's a business. To, like, yeah. they, they, they have, have to, make to be money. profitable. They have to make money. But I would say, I would I disagree. I, I hate Thanos as a villain. Oh, really? I think he's a, like, he is, and the fact that it's like, oh, the struggles he has to go through. He, it, they're all self-inflicted struggles. It's true. There's not a single thing that is done to Thanos to make me feel like he is justified whatsoever, including including his story about his world and how they ran out of resources yeah. and had they just listened to him. I don't care. Like they're what they're trying to do there is they're trying to do the same thing that the story of Superman does, where Superman's dad, Jor-El, on the planet Krypton is as a lead scientist, whatever, he's trying to warn the planet yeah, that what they're doing is spiraling them out of control and that they're going to destroy their planet in the end. And it does. But what Jor-El does, the story's not about Jor-El. Yeah. Right? The story's about his son. And he says the ultimate sacrifice is getting his son shot off into space, so who ends up landing on Earth. Exactly. So there's hope. So there's a there's a there's a um, his race will continue to 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 survive. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the sacrifice, right? Thanos has taken that, twisted it, which I guess is villainy to a degree. But he, he's just on this like holy crusade that I don't understand why. I guess I yeah, that's a good point because he did everything that you'd feel sad for. You're supposed to feel sad for. He's he self-inflicted. Yeah. Whereas I, I guess you could argue then that Loki, Loki's got a better arc because I mean, he was adopted. His yeah, race but, was killed. And then he finds out that he, the reason why he was never the favorite son, because he wasn't actually yeah, the son. He's not, yeah, he's so adopted. he has a little bit more, uh, <laughs> angst, I guess you'd say, or a reason True. to have revenge or True. be pissed off. But I think like with Thanos though, my, my, one of my big problems with Thanos is that, I don't think they spent enough time well, developing he just, him. He kind of dropped in a couple movies here and there. Well, they and dropped him in because he's he's the post credit drop in. That's yeah, it yeah, to connect they, it all. They would drop names. You know, they're like Thanos. And you're like, oh, that's ten movies from now. Oh man, yeah. I'm like so excited because I didn't know Thanos was coming. Like, oh my gosh. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, Infinity War is an entertaining movie. I don't think it's great. It's a good. It's an amazing feat. Also in yeah. movie history that they could throw in that many superheroes in one movie and uh-huh. still feel like well because they had a decade they, yeah. I mean that's, that's what Marvel did that's did. what Marvel did so well they spent a decade building this universe uh, movie after movie after movie with some failures like Thor Thor is the trifecta and I say trifecta because I think all three movies are garbage even the third one yes because they abandoned the formula they actually yeah, apply they, to make it more they apply the new formula to what was and they just make Thor stupid. Like that's my problem with Thor. They're like he has no idea how to work with normal people in human worlds, and so he is a barbarian. And he oh, when like, he comes down to earth, the yeah. First and time I'm like, and stuff. what the, the only good part about Thor Ragnarok, the, fir- the third one, yeah. the third one is when Doctor Strange takes Loki, right? Because Loki's is, he's falling for like yeah, 30 he's minutes. I've been falling for thirty minutes. Yeah. No, it's when he takes him and Doctor Strange leaves his card. And Thor, with his umbrella, like, pokes the card because he thinks Loki turned himself into the card. Uh, That's the only thing I think is funny about that movie. I have to watch the movie. I've um, seen it once. 
Yeah. Anyways, let's. I want to talk about one other villain, and we'll move on. Okay. Um, because it's another polarizing villain from a polarizing movie. What movie is it? Killmonger from Black Panther. Okay. Okay. I can't. I need my black friend here because to whoa, make so I'm not racist. Whoa. No, I don't think he was that great of a villain. Garbage villain. Everyone's like, oh, but his motive. Okay, what was his motive? You. He was I, mad that the other black people. The, from Wakanda, the Africans didn't use their technology to help out every other black person in the world. Let me let me tell you my problem with that exactly. Then I'm I'm on board with you. Yeah. Uh, because my problem with this whole and Wakanda story. Killed. Yeah, his dad gets killed because yeah. his dad was a garbage human. Like yeah. that's that's the problem. Like if you take the race out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I love the f- I love I love when people can embrace something. So this is not a... Yeah, Black Panther, I don't think it was their best Marvel movie, but you could say, you could argue it's the most important film they've made because yeah. it culturally I, affected a I lot loved, of people. I love seeing the the uh, the news say, like, Marvel's first black superhero. And I go, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What about Blade? That's literally Wesley he, Snipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, he has three movies, the, and they're the garbage, too. The first one's okay. The first one's great. The Second, third one... Oh, with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Jessica Biel. Like, they they infuse those two into it, and you're like, this is going to be awesome. Two really sexy people. Yeah. Yes, Ryan Reynolds, sexy. If you're a man and you can't admit Ryan Reynolds is sexy... Isn't she, like, turn on her iPod in that movie and start killing <laughs> vampires while she's yeah. listening to music? Yeah, it was Apple's big, like, promo piece. Yeah, they're like, we gotta get iPod. that instead of the Zune in there. <laughs> and... Yeah, but like that's the thing. It's a phenomenal black superhero. Yeah. Uh, how about my how about David's like favorite superhero for yeah. a long time was Blade. Oh, it's great because the he's also in the animated Spider Man series yep. too. So yep. But that's the thing. He's a phenomenal comic book character. Yeah. Uh, half it, man, it's half depth. vampire. Yeah. He's got he's got a turmoil built inside of him because he's got these two things that should not work together. Yeah. That he's somehow able to to channel and work together, but he struggles it with himself. Uh, my other favorite black superhero is Shaquille O'Neal. And steel. It's a garbage movie. movie. It's a garbage movie. Yeah. His suit is like rubber. The movie's called Steel. Yeah, and it's not even steel. It looks like steel, but that has been like melted and rubberized. It's it's hugely a uh, huge flop. Huge flop. Yeah. Um, freaking love him. Like that's that's the thing. Does he have like, a hammer for a weapon? Yeah, because he's he's his name is John Henry. DC's like oh. cleverness. They're like this character, John Henry. He drives railroad spikes into bad guys. It's really what he does. He shoots them out of his gauntlet. Um, and 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 that's the thing. DC infused that when they did the Death of Superman comic book. Uh, they kill Superman, right? And uh-huh. then the, you have all these other Supermen who rise. And John Henry's one of them. And he's a black guy from the slums of of Metropolis. Yeah. And uh, and and it's this great story about how he takes care of his. His populace. Now, if you go to Black Panther, my one of my problems with Black Panther is Wakanda is. First off, let's all remind. Let's remind everyone. Wakanda is not a real place. I know they're like it's all so great for African culture. I'm like, you're like, no, no. What what I think is great. I love that uh, Black Panther recently at the Oscars won best like costuming and set design. Yeah, because the movie is gorgeous. No, the movie really is awesome. But I have some problems with plot holes. I have some problems with acting. I have some problems with how racist Wakandans are. Yeah, they you hate, could argue they are. They hate everyone. They basically have but their they, own wall. But they abuse. They have their own wall how interesting wow wakandans we want to we want to keep our culture the way it is so we're gonna deny everyone access anyways that's a whole other podcast we could talk about uh but one of my problems with with killmonger is that he is this like hell-bent on revenge about a society he knows 
nothing about. Other than the fact that he's got a that, going that, in the dark that he can, Yeah, he can say he's Wakandan. That he obviously knows, like, his dad, you know, that he... His royalty. His dad was royalty. He has a shot at the throne. But you're also talking about, like, like let's rewind this. Why does Wakanda... The, the nation of Wakanda, why do they hide themselves away? Well, because they, they want to be a peaceful people. Yeah. But not once in that movie do you actually see them doing anything peaceful. Well, because even within the uh, the country, there's a couple tribes that every year or whatever it is for New King, they have to battle they fight. fight. Yeah. They battle. Like, what a stupid way of doing that. Think about that. Think if in any, any hierarchical society, if it was, hey, once a year... And I don't know how it is in Wakanda because it's not a real place. But if once a year, <laughs> I thought you were like, I don't know how it's in Wakanda because I've never been there. I've never been there. I, <laughs> we should go. We should go. Uh, not a drill podcast on the road. We are here in Wakanda. No. Um, if you have you have this problem where uh, you, you, once a year you could fight for the throne, you're just gonna have everyone killing everyone else. Yeah. You're gonna have every king and they that do gets it on, on that the very trepidatious spot. The uh, what a stupid clip. Right word. No, I was trepidatious. No, that's not the wrong. That's too uh, precarious. 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 Uh, but next to the waterfall, I was I was watching a YouTube video uh, late last year about Black Panther, mm-hmm. and this guy was just talking about how like awesome it is and how terrible it is all at the same time. Yeah, I've seen this one. And was he's he black himself. I don't remember. There's a guy who's got five hundred thousand. There's there's a thousand videos. And he's of like, it. you guys can call me Uncle Tom. Like I just think. Black Panther's an okay movie. That's the thing. It's a fun movie to watch. No, yeah. It's really fun to watch. Um, but no, that that whole cliff scene, first off, the water set looks like garbage. It looks like they half-assed that entire thing. It looks like they they just draped a bunch of plastic, filled it with water, and then yeah, they see the water's real. The water's real, else. but then the, the rocks and everything. Also, do you know that not a single shot of that movie is shot in Africa? Yeah, what a missed opportunity. I know. You could have shot the movie in Africa. You could have actually had real African landscape. No. Um, that's my, another issue with a lot of movies nowadays is to save money. They just, that's why it's just green. That's why Lord I know. of the Rings and the, and the Hobbit's not as good, but that's why that both, all six of those movies were well, so good because the, it looks the environment real, it's itself real. was its own character. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not against you enhancing things with CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like take add the little blue pill, here, add, add a couple hours of, of enhancement. If it goes beyond three hours, go seek your doctor. That's all you got to do. <laughs> but no, like seriously, like it's fine. But that movie looks so fake. Like everything that leads up to every moment of that movie is so riddled in like the CGI is garbage. Because the battlefield they used in that one is the same battlefield they use in Infinity Infinity War. War. Yeah, and it's just uh, some grassy place in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. I guess that. Is that my phone? No, it's it's mine. Um, It's like great. That's awesome. I'm so glad that like this is completely false. And I again, it's not that I'm against green screen because every movie does it. Yeah, yeah. Every movie does it. Uh, It's fine. It's just that this one overuse it. This one looks like garbage. That cliff scene where they fight to figure out who the king is. You have all these people standing on rock ledges that are probably three or four feet wide. Yeah, my wife. How the hell did they get out there? Why are they out there? Where are the stairs? Yeah, where are the stairs? There's no, there's no little like Trail. tunnel that yeah. they can tunnel. They can go, well, we we walk in this way and when we spread, it's like the worst arena. My wife even, ever. Even as she doesn't see many movies, she's seen all the Marvel movies. She could see like, oh, that's uh, it's that's, uh, that's uh, that's fake looking. It's awful. It's awful. Um, and then Killmonger comes in. My favorite part is that uh, there, there's this, there's this idea of storytelling that. 
that you as the audience, you are either watching the story and you're you're being told, shown and told things that no one else sees mm-hmm. in the story because it's what helps propel you as the audience member. It helps you create the emotion and create that engagement. And that's what Black Panther does a lot of, right? Because you think you got T'Challa and the Wakandians who spend 90% of the movie in Wakanda yeah. and Tokyo or somewhere. South China? Korea. South Korea. Okay. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they weren't in North Korea cause that wall. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would actually love it if they had like snuck into North Korea. Yeah. I mean, anyways, but you have all the, you have these two stories going on simultaneously that neither one knows about. Neither one is aware that the other person is doing what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So T'Challa. Talking about T'Challa and then Killmonger. Yeah. yeah. T'Challa has no idea that Killmonger exists. He has no idea uh, who he is, what he's doing. Killmonger knows he exists. Well, he knows. Yeah. He, he knows, knows of him, He yeah. knows of Wakanda. Yeah. But that's it. He just knows of it. Right. And then. And he's got a dope soundtrack every time he comes <laughs> oh on Oh my screen. gosh. It's, don't get me wrong. The soundtrack's good. Yeah. I, I don't think it's dope. I think it's. It's played up. Anyways, yeah. they, you have, uh, Killmonger goes through his story. He kills everybody on his crew to show that he's the bad guy. Like, yeah. why does he, why, do, that's the problem I have is that there's no motivation for him to kill Claw, to kill his girlfriend, to kill yeah. the, his other partner, other than to show you, the audience, that like, this is a bad guy. But it, but even then, like when you see a bad guy do that, it's to reinforce what you already know. Yeah, there's no explanation of why. I mean, you could maybe that he killed Claw because he didn't need him anymore. But I don't know why. But he why? Kill his girlfriend. Well, he he drags he drags Claw into Wakanda. Oh, that's his ticket. But, in. but no, why. that's the thing is is why? Well, uh, I killed Claw, so let me into Wakanda. What? Huh? No, like Did he know that they were looking for Claw. Exactly. And How if does they he did, know? We didn't know that. Plot hole, right? Yeah. So he gets into Wakanda, and then he says, "Cool, well, like I'm royalty, and I have a chance at the throne too. So I get, I get to fight you. Where is that written? Where's the rule book? Oh my gosh! And then you go out there, and they fight, and that fight scene looks like garbage. It's just um, like, yeah, you can tell neither one of them is a stunt guy, has been trained properly. Then uh-huh. T'Challa gets shoved off the edge of the cliff, and you go, oh my gosh, the movie's called Black Panther, but but they just killed the Black Panther ninety, you know, ninety minutes into the movie. What are we gonna do? Wait, yeah. you're gonna wait. <laughs> he's gonna come back. Yeah, he's fine. Like he, you know, he's fine because the movie's called Black Panther. And second, we already know he was in Infinity War. Because by the time Black Panther came out, Infinity War had already released its trailer. So you knew he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is stupid. No, stupid that's storytelling. That's why people argued with the whole uh, seeing the, the new Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. They're like, well, we know he survives. Yeah, you know he survives. He's fine. And that was that was before even the trailer came out. People already knew that he was going to survive because the Spider-Man movie had already been announced. And that's what, that's, what, that's what just like drives me insane with storytelling. It's bad storytelling where you already know everyone's fine. Yeah. Like I'm watching the series Gotham and they also have Jim Gordon uh, played by Ben McKenzie or something like he's doing a phenomenal he was job. On the, uh, he's on the some OC. like, yeah, the OC. Um, he, he's great. But my problem with that is that they put him in these precarious situations where like, like this one episode, he gets shot like three times. I remember that. Yeah. And, and I go, cool. So he lives. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not worried about it. Because he's fine. Uh, Bruce, all of a sudden they're like, Bruce is getting kidnapped and he's going to, and Alfred, and I go, these are people that we know are the, are the soul of this story. Yeah. You can't kill them off. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard when you try to do prequel stuff or just other it spin-offs is. that are supposed to finish at where the stories start because 
any drama you add but to I think it, that's it's not. I gonna think that's what what Marvel it. and DC, both of them, have done so poorly is that they release these these vast lists of movies they're gonna they're gonna oh, cover yeah. when they like go to like D twenty three expo. Like they here's a list of movies for the next five for the next years. five ten years, and you yeah. go cool. So there's three Black Panther movies. So T'Challa dies in the first one because he gets shoved off the cliff. Now he don't die. He's got two more contracts and Infinity War and Infinity War two. Yeah. I was like, I'm not worried. There's no like, oh my god. What happened? He's fine. He's fine. Stupid. So bad storytelling. Um, Big, uh, side quick note. I didn't see it. I probably won't. The Alita Battle Angel. I haven't seen it either. I heard it was really cool, but the problem was, is one of my buddies said that with every movie nowadays, they're trying to copy the formula, is they don't even let a movie stand on its own anymore. I guess they put like a scene at the very end to like, oh, a new another movie's coming. Oh my gosh. Like, no, you should... Make the best movie you can, yeah. see how much money it makes, and then go for a sequel. Yeah. But now everyone's trying to tease, and so it's like, well, I think, why are you doing that? I think it's, it's not the problem. possible like, to make another movie. The best directors, the best movie makers focus on one movie at a time. Beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. But they focus on that movie. They don't yeah. say, hey, I have three movies. I think that's what they're missing with Star Wars right now, is that they said, let's split the story up over three movies. Yeah. Rather than say, no, 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 let's just make one really good episode seven. Let's make it killer. Let's make it awesome. But the Star Wars trilogy that's out now is having an issue that the other ones didn't. Is that they don't have one person who's kind of over all three. Like yeah, you're like yeah, because directors can come in and like yeah, I'll do this. But they say the reason why it's been kind of off is because it's George a, Lucas was over all three. Well, it's a it's a movie. Overall. Yeah, it's a movie made by a committee. And, exactly. and anyone who knows anything is that if you have a committee of equal persons, right? No one person in charge. You have a committee that decides what it should be. You're going to get a little bit of all their ideas. Yep. And you're going to have a, a crap. Thing. That's why MCU is doing better is because they do have the guy, uh, Kevin Feige. Yeah. He is the sh- kind of you oh, call yeah. showrunner for the entire. Absolutely. And that's why even if you argue that the Marvel movies are a little bland and they're kind of formulaic, at least it's cohesive and it's all connecting well, to make sense. A guy whose last name is Feige has got to be bland. Yeah. Let's be honest. I'm just kidding. No. Um, popular success versus quality movies. We've kind of talked about that. Yeah. Um, it, I, I actually don't think there's a comparison. I don't think you can say that. Well, uh, a lot of it's subjective. Yeah. But like Black Panther was a hugely popular financial success. And culturully for anyone D- who was yeah. African-American. Does, does not mean that it was a quality movie yeah right like a high quality oscar worthy you could argue that it's a very important film for what it culturally did but it doesn't mean that it's also an amazing film. yeah it does not mean that it is best picture award yeah, winning right that was, now granted, that was straight up pandering to me <laughs> it was it was but they but what i loved is that that the oscars recognized what was special about black panther yeah it was not that it was black it was that they they infused all this african history into their set design into their costuming it's wonderful. The one thing I wish that the they had said at the Oscars was that they would not have rewarded them for, and they didn't say this, but I wish they would just have said this, the fake African accents that they have. <laughs> it was awful. Freaking, um, what's his, what's the guy, uh, what's the actor's name Wait, who's in Rogue One? Uh, he's like, uh, uh, Force Whitaker. Oh yeah, because he's guy, he's dude. like the weird sage dude. He plays. I think the last few movies he's been, he plays the same character. Yeah, the yeah. Why sage old black man? Go. Yeah, which is also Hollywood racism. Yeah, you need to have a wise old black sage man. 
um, go if if you get a chance, watch Black Panther or go like find a YouTube video of just him. His fake African accent is racist. It is the worst thing I've heard. But if, as long as it's a black person doing it, it's not. No, he's not African. <laughs> like that's so insulting. I yeah, mean, it's I like when I do you, my stupid human voice, it's always a southerner voice. Like, yeah. what the hell are you talking about, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? It's like, I uh, was on the streets in Philadelphia one time, and there's a lot of, obviously, African-Americans, but there's also a lot of just straight people from Africa. Straight people? And these, yeah. From these Africa? two kids were getting in an argument because the black kid from Philly didn't understand that he wasn't the same as the African kid. He's like, he's like, but I'm African American. He's like, no, but I'm African. Like we're different yeah, people. But. It's like, it's like being white. Like I'm a white American. Yeah. I'm not a white European. Although my heritage comes from Europe. Yeah, I'm Czechoslovakian, but I, I don't go like, I also know exactly what it's like to be oppressed by the Nazis. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. Anyways. Um, I'm, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of this. We, we, my list of things I wanted to cover was extensive. Uh, we might have to do a part two. After, we like, might have Avengers to. Avengers Endgame comes um, out. Top five favorite superhero movies. Go. Oh, freak. Dark Knight is up there. Uh, Spider Man 2 was like a top. You're oh, talking yeah. like, oh, like Tobey Maguire? Yeah, we forgot about that. Around the same time X Men came out, Spider Man's were coming out. And that's yeah. another big thing. Sony, but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Marvel. Not Marvel. I, so I, I, you can't give Marvel the credit for what Sony did. Now, Sony also ruined it with that third one. Yeah. God so bless, God bless two, Topher Grace. But, yeah, yeah. Spider Man 2, Dark Knight, Batman Begins. You could argue that, even though Dark Knight was amazing, you could argue that Batman Begins was good on its own. And it, oh, it, it, is. it is. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it, but here's the thing go watch Batman Begins. And pretend it exists by itself. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie. Oh, it's amazing. I think it's made worlds better by the Dark Knight because you have this this string yeah, of like they tease Joker. At the yeah, end. but even if they just tease Joker, like oh, well, we all know Joker. But even then, so but even then, anyways. no one's gone on the record and said I was not planning on making a sequel. No. I made one movie. The idea was to say no. There's this bigger universe, obviously, but I wasn't planning on making yeah. more. And and so the tease is not a tease in the traditional sense, where yeah. it's like we're gonna make this other movie. He goes, no, no, no. It was just to set up this character that, that he's go, he can go off and do other things. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Spider Man Two. I'd say for the new generation of movies, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Ooh, good choice. That is my favorite Marvel movie. Hands even after choice. all the other ones have come out, Winter Soldier was so good because I had this conversation with my buddy Phil and. We said, like, Captain America as a kid was annoying. He was like Cyclops, which is like, what's your superpower? Leadership? Well, it's like, no. <laughs> so it's like, uh, what's your superpower? Leadership? Yeah, so like patriotism. Yeah. But like, the yeah. movie, I do, like, that. Um, the Marvel movies did make Captain America, like, an interesting superhero. And Winter Soldier was good because it felt like just a straight up government thriller. Uh-huh. And I like the music they chose. Every freaking time Winter Soldier came on screen, it was like that weird, eerie, yeah. like, digital music. But. I don't. That's not top. That's not five movies. But I would say those, those are those, those are, are some good of my, top. Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU film. Really, and then I'd say like Dark Knight, Spider Man Two, some of the ones growing up and stuff like that. Those yeah, are the that's, top five. that's a good list. X Men Two was good as well. No wait, Days of Future Past was really good too. Which yeah. is why that one was good, but for some reason Apocalypse sucked. It I wasn't as good. I would flip those two. I don't think Days of Future Past sucked. I think that I would rank uh, Apocalypse higher. Really? But yeah, only because I think I, the last act was kind of man. The like last act was weird. Yeah, and they missed the opportunity of utilizing. That. What are you doing? Learning. Learning. 
<laughs> you know, uh, there's some weird things yeah. in that movie. I just for like sure. Hugh Jackman a lot, and he's every time I freaking see his like ripped body. Oh my god, dude! Like you seen him like buck naked in the freaking Days of Future Past when he first wakes up. I'm like, how the freak is Hugh Jackman looking like that? And he's like in his 40s or 50s. Because he's Hugh Jack Hugh Jackman. Uh, David Hugh. calls him Huge Yakman. Huge Yakman. Uh, so I'd say that's I would, my top five. Or I want to hear President Trump say Hugh Jackman. Like be like, <laughs> um, a meeting at the White House with Hugh Jackman. Like I think he would just like garble the words. Yeah. Like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Um, so what would be your top five or just top top five. top three or whatever? Uh, top five, top three. Yeah, uh, Dark Knight okay. definitely. Um, if anyone knows me, that's just uh, You're a Batman guy. So. Yeah, um, I would say my my second is actually Spider Man Homecoming. That one's good because two things. Uh, Michael Keaton, who is also Batman. Yes, yes. Uh, he is, in okay, my that's, opinion, if you were going to villains, he's Vulture, in my opinion, he's the best uh, Marvel villain Marvel has ever had. When you didn't know it was going to be the oh yeah, spoiler dad. alert. The twist. I'm not even going to say it because we don't have to. Because yeah, because yeah, something. Twist was like oh, I, I didn't screamed. See that coming. I screamed in the theater. I went ah, what the? That's what happens when you don't think about interracial marriages. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't see that coming. No, what I loved about it was it. It, it had nothing to do with the story up till that point, but when they drop it in your lap, it makes perfect sense. It's 100% believable because he's talked about it. Yeah. He says, no, I got to do this for my wife and my daughter. You don't think anything of Dude, it. Dude, that talk he has with Peter in the car, it's cool because... He's got the gun. The thing is, it's basically uh, what a normal teenager would go through. They'd still be scared mm-hmm. that they had to talk to the dad. They add that that's already a legit fear of a, a yeah. young boy. And then they add the fact that he's a villain. He's got a gun, so oh, it's he, like it just amplifies. And he knows it. who Peter is. Yeah. And so he's he's not doing the whole like I'm cleaning my gun. He's like, no, no. Here's the thing. You mess with what I love, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And he's talking about both things. There's rumors it he'll is, be in the second one too. Uh, yeah. Sinister Six. Yeah. They launched that at the end. But I I love Spider-Man: Homecoming because. It takes a character who I have struggled with. The Spider-Man characters like Tobey Maguire, freaking what's his name in the other Andrew reboot, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Their their portrayals of Spider-Man have been great. The stories that they have been dealt were rough for me. Now yeah. Spider-Man Two with that Doc Ock like, and stuff that's that was great for superhero movies for a while. Yeah, that was that was a great Until story. Batman Begins and Dark Knight came out. Yeah, but my problem, my, what I love about Homecoming is Homecoming doesn't need anything like. They didn't need to, like they have Michael Keaton as the villain, but Marvel's hired the best of the best already. They're yeah. they're they're not looking for dropping someone's name into a movie so that they get you to come watch it. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they just know you're going to come watch it. So you take this chance on this kid. That, and finally, thank goodness they hired a kid yes, to play Spider. Every time we, because I mean he's what twenty something years old, but like, like when 21, yeah, yeah twenty one, he's he's a young dude. You hired, hired well, what's his name in Spider Man? It wasn't uh, Tobey Maguire's ones were as bad when they That's right, you found Tobey him in Maguire. college. Yeah, but when they try to say like this kid's in high school, he's not. But here's the thing: to- to- Spider Man's not a college character. No, there was in the animated series. Yeah, he was but, in college. Yeah, but that's a silly thing. Well, because there's been there's been different iterations. The most popular original is when he was in high school. He's supposed to be a high school student because yeah. he's dealing with high school problems and being a superhero. Yeah, right. He's not Bruce Wayne or Bruce Banner. Like he's not dealing with adult problems. He's dealing with being a kid. Yep. and trying to be a kid. That's what made Spider Man so great. So Homecoming hits that on the head. Yes. It does so well. And that he's a kid. Homecoming would probably be, 
If Winter Soldier's my favorite in the MCU, Homecoming is like yeah. really close back behind. My me. my other two, I'd say my like my top four. Those those are the first two. My other two are Iron Man slash Iron Man three, which I know is like super polarizing. Oh, I like that one. People hate it. I love it's a great it because I love watching a hero who is human who has no superpower. Yeah. Whatsoever. Iron Man's kind of like the He's dealing with his own PTSD. Yeah. Real PTSD. And the, I've never seen a hero because you know you have the Batman s characters, the Superman s characters, the, the where they go. I'm giving up. Like the world has forgot me. Tony is giving up on himself. His yeah. brain is failing him, and it's not like his intelligence. His intelligence is there. It's that he's freaking out because the weight of all the stuff that he saw in the Avengers. Right? He sees that yeah, future. Yeah. He goes and basically almost dies in space. And yeah, he comes back to Earth. And like, here's a guy who like is not giving enough. Is not given oh, enough he, credit. Before that, he had just met a giant green guy. He met a god <laughs> who can control thunder so he's the most his, human character who's getting his brain blown up yeah basically. he's getting and, and it's such a good thing but um and then my fourth one is winter soldier because Winter Soldier's so good because it is a phenomenal story great characters i had no idea who bucky barnes was so in the first captain uh, america yeah, movie guys yeah yeah i was like oh his best friend died that's too sad i had no idea that he becomes the winter soldier because i didn't read enough of the comic yeah, books yeah, yeah. so when it's revealed i actually had i I sit in the theater with no I was sitting in the theater with friends and they're all like oh my gosh it's Bucky and I go I'm sorry who's Bucky (laughs) (laughs) like the reveal when he takes the mask off and you're like that's Bucky and I go I don't I don't know who that is like but the movie as a whole is so phenomenal but I would say that my top five. I'll give you my fifth. My fifth one is uh, Civil War because Civil War is great too. because the emotional factor at the end um, when you find out that Bucky was the one who killed uh, Tony's parents and that Steve knew about it and that they were all conflicted. Right? This was this was a com- conflict of conflicts. Yeah. And it's boiled to this one moment, and then the fight that happens afterwards is so emotional. Dude. It is one of my favorite emotional fights. Yeah. I would say on par with. Uh, Revenge of the Sith's lightsaber duel yeah. between Obi Wan and Anakin, and not the duel, the actual end when he's like, he's like, you were the chosen one, like you're supposed yeah, to be yeah, balanced, yeah. not that destroyed. Part. Like that part, Ewan McGregor delivers. If you could split that into two, three people, you have Civil War, yeah, that yeah, final yeah. battle, because it is th- just them three. It is so. It, it's the way they did it, the way they animated, the way they shot it. I don't know. I how remember you, that was in the teaser trailer. Yeah, and you saw that. Yeah, them fighting. You like, knew. Oh my you gosh. knew something emotional was happening. But that's yeah. the thing. They took. They took an emotion that is only you know mentally felt. Emotion is mental. Mental feeling. Yeah. Feeling. You take that and then you embody it in this fight. That's not just all these close ups of their faces. It's not a bunch of slow motion like with sad music. It's sad music with this fast pace. Intense. And you just see Tony getting beat. And and not losing, they all lose. They yeah. all lose at the end. I mean, freaking what's his name gets his arm blown off. Yeah. Like it's an amazing fight. But everything that leads up to that, T'Challa's end, where he's like, he realizes that vengeance is the problem. But what does he go do in Black Panther? Vengeance. Oh my yeah. gosh! Like stupid. So like the um, the only thing critique I have with Winter Soldier, no, uh, with Civil War, uh-huh. is I just wish. I'm the kind of guy who's very detail oriented and sometimes I'm I need the to see things. So I just wish there was one or two extra scenes of Bucky and Cap. Like Steve having like emotion. making like, out? Rem- no. <laughs> like, like remember. I've missed you. Because they have like, you know Cap's motivation, but I just wish there was one or two extra scenes where like there was like an emotion of like how yeah. much crap we've gone through the last they, 70 years. They don't feel like friends 
at all. Yeah. Like, I like, they, if they added a few more scenes like that, I think they would be yeah. perfect. But, but I mean, even in an Infinity War, yeah, they didn't feel like time. friends. No. They, and that's my problem. Like, even at the end when he takes him off to Wakanda, you know, and he's like, oh, like, Bucky, you're going to be here. We're going to help you. It, it, it feels like he's hiding him. Yeah. Like it's like the um, it's supposed to be fucking safety. Bro. Yeah, but it's like he's the hunchback of Notre Dame. It's like the world was looking for him. <laughs> Let's hide him in the tower. And I was just waiting Instead for a bunch of hump. He's got a yeah, one arm. He's got one arm, and he looks like the one arm white Jesus in Wakanda. He looks like. Uh, you seen that Photoshop where he looks like Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill. Skywalker? Yeah. Oh hell's yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I don't think Bucky could whine as well as Mark no, Hamill no, does. No. The only other good thing that I didn't expect, but I, before those Marvel movies were coming out, I think it was after the first Avenger, Captain America, he played um, the Mad Hatter in the ABC Once Upon a Time. What? Yeah. Oh my He's gosh. in like a couple episodes. Ugh. So, John, last thing, and, and this kind of take us out, because we had a lot of stuff we wanted to cover, like worst characters, best characters, worst stories, best stories. Freaking Captain Marvel, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited. Like, and uh, again... I'm not, I don't think these are bad movies, but like we talked, the whole episode that we've been talking about right now is superhero fatigue. Yeah. I feel exhausted. I feel like I got to keep up. There's more gatekeeping with, with what's been going on. It's like, oh, you don't understand how vital Captain Margot Marvel is because she's really the only person who could beat Thanos. First off, in the comic book, Thanos has a helicopter. I really want to see that in the movie. If we're going to be comic book accurate, the Thanos copter. I'll show you a picture afterwards. Okay. It is dumb. Uh, but that's the thing is, is all of a sudden they go, Captain Marvel. I We've known about Captain Marvel for like two years. Yeah. This is not new. Uh, I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. And I'm exhausted of superhero movies. This is not franchise-based, because I didn't go see Aquaman, but I'm all caught up on on, on uh, Marvel DC movies. I'm a huge DC guy. And I'll be I'll be one of those DC fans that will tell you the movies are riddled with problems. Yeah. Like Justice League, terrible. I rolled my eyes a couple times. Hugely rolled my eyes. Yeah. But there's also things I love about them. Yeah. There are some amazing shots. You know who ruined Justice League? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon ruined oh, yeah, Justice League. They bring him in. He kicks off uh, Junkie XL uh, from the from the, the uh, soundtrack, soundtrack right? and brings in Danny Elfman, which is great. But Joss wanted the fun factor, right? He's yeah. like, let's let's liven it up, which he does, and he does terribly. Um, but I'm tired, right? Like I think that's the problem. Is like I have no interest. Oh, I have to change my top five. Logan. Oh gosh, that movie was great. So I cannot believe I, it. Just hit me. I was like, why? 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 Logan is my top, is in my top five, maybe top six now. Yeah. You're talking about Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman yeah. at uh, at his best, and he also, also finished off a career of what he was in. He's a Guinness World Record holder yeah, for the longest running superhero by one actor. He was in like ten movies, whether they be cameos or actual yeah. movies, and then it ran for like eighteen years. Yeah, all he's the movies, so which which again is like he seen the second movie, Wolf, the Wolverine. Oh yeah, that movie's actually really good up until maybe like the last fight scene where it gets really comic with the, booky CGI. With the weird rock. But yeah. other than that, it's like that's it's well, a good movie. that's the thing. I've I've heard people talk about their fatigue with CGI, right? Yeah, and I like get it with the, the whole Black Panther, like the fight scene where they're falling through the air. That's so stupid. You can do that in real life, anyways. But you 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 can shoot it for real. Not a single frame of that is a real person. Yeah, the whole like, shot is just everything. Their costumes the look like garbage. And yeah. I'm also saying that superhero movie, like I was pissed when I found out that in um, Batman v Superman that almost none of the capes that Batman or Superman have on are real because because Zack Snyder wanted to have this like superhero, like he wanted Superman's cape to just flow a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, who cares? 
cares? Yeah. Just make it real. And he goes, no, no, no. Like, so, so if you look at behind the scenes shots, Batman's just running around in a unitard. <laughs> There's no cape. And I go, dude, the cape is a huge part of that. It's like taking the shield off of Superman's chest. You take it off. It's not Superman. Same. What makes it even worse is when you find out that when they did the Dark Knight for the motorcycle that he has, they almost didn't want to have a cape because they thought it was going to get caught in the tire and they made it work. They so made that's it a work. Real cape. See, that's, see, that's my problem is that every cape, Christopher Reeves' cape, Flying around Metropolis is real. Yeah. is real. They just had it on wires. They just went, <laughs> hell, even Superman Returns, that god-awful movie. That, it has a real cape. And they have yeah, guys yeah, yeah. On, in green suits, in the green screen going, I'm making like waving motions Dreams, with my hands. Yeah. It's such a problem, right? And I think that's part of my fatigue. My fatigue is that I'm tired of not being wowed. I'm tired of not... Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of the same story over and over again. I'm tired of mediocre villains. I'm tired of... Of um, us, like I'm honestly with the villains. I'm tired of us of of them trying to make me feel bad for them. No, no. The great thing about a great villain is that yes, they like have a fall from grace, sure, but that they're bad. You have something to say, but we also want to relate to the villain. Yeah, I don't want to relate to the villain. Villains sometimes become more uh, popular because yeah. they're like more interesting. Yeah. Well, I would say Thanos is definitely like you said earlier. Infinity War is definitely about Thanos. Yeah. But I don't want a movie about a villain because I don't feel bad for bad guys. Like, I, I don't mind feeling bad like, oh, man, I can see why you should. Like the Vulture. The Vulture, they set it up perfectly at the beginning of the movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. It's the, it's post-New It's a New very York. simple story of a guy who needs to provide for his family. Well, he's being screwed yeah, over by the government. He's being screwed over by not just the government, but by Tony Stark. That too. So he has a reason to become villainous yeah. against what the world is saying is the hero. Oh, Tony and the Avengers, yeah. they saved New York. I'm just trying to provide for my family. I'm just trying to like clean up the garbage that he created. And then him and his organization come in and steal all those contracts from me. That's money off my, my table. That's some food out of my family's mouth. That's messed up. And that's a story you can relate to. Yeah. But what you don't relate to is how he goes and starts killing people, how he starts robbing people, how he's, but again, like if you want to go back to a classic story that tells that same thing, it's, it's Les Miserables. Right? Like you have Jean Valjean who goes and steals food for his family. What he's doing is wrong, but he's motivated for the right reasons. See, what the problem with the vulture, the vulture does not do what's right for the right, or he does not do what's wrong for the right reasons because he builds this empire basically. He has everything he wants. Criminals. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's living, you see that house. That house was hella nice. Yeah. And in New York, you know that's even nicer, right? So he's doing fine, and then fine, and then fine on top of that. But again, I'm 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 just tired. Like I'm I'm not excited. Like Aquaman, the trailer came out months and months ago. The movie's already out. Has done successfully well. Yeah. Which I still can't understand. I need to go see it because I just I don't understand how Aquaman has done well. But from what I've heard, is it's a great story. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think that we've forgotten that what makes superheroes great is not. The cinematics. It's not the costume. But it's the story. Yeah. yeah, it's not all that stuff. It's just, is that what we want? Is we want a great story. But I would beg to differ that what's popular right now is just to give you what you've seen in the comic books. Oh, I saw when they did yeah, this just pose. Re, re, uh, yeah, reimagining. Yeah. Like, oh, it's cool to see it on the page, but now we're showing you yeah. what we can do in the movies. And we obviously don't have time for this, but you know, you and I were talking the other night about uh, the Watchmen. 
and Zack Snyder makes the Watchmen, which was is shot for shot the comic book, yes, yeah, right, frame by novel. frame. Um, and it did well, but a lot of people had problems with it because they felt like there wasn't any imagination applied to it. It's literally just the comic book. Yeah, you're just telling us the comic book story. And I, and I, I, I agree and disagree because I go, it's really cool to see someone make a comic book into a movie. Yeah. But I also don't know how you take the Watchmen and you make it your own movie, right? That's yeah, really yeah. freaking hard because it's its own comic. Yeah. It doesn't have a series. It's not like it went on for 30 years. It's like it was a graphic novel. It's a one-time issue kind of thing. It's done. Yeah. But uh, what, where would you say, are you a fatigued superhero fan? Are you, you say like, no, it's I'd totally fine? I'd say I'm in the middle, but actually not really. Only because if I don't want to see the super movie, I won't go see it. Yeah. Like, What's one I, movie you ha- you just went like, I don't want to see that? Aquaman. Aquaman. Uh, so you, you actively, like, you mentally said like, I am not. Yeah. I have no lot, interest in seeing it. Most of the DC movies I haven't. I didn't even see Batman vs. Superman. I did watch that dope freaking Batman warehouse fight scene though. On oh, YouTube. it's the best like five minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like had the rest of the movie been like that on all fronts. Yeah. That would have been a killer movie. Right. Yeah. So like there's, I mean, I'm, I, I'm as far as the movies go, I'm more of an, I've always been more of a Marvel guy than a DC with toys and cards I collected. Uh-huh. So I'm already this far in, like, obviously I'm excited to see, I don't really care to see Captain Marvel. I'm not excited because of the crap that the, cause you hate women. Saying. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm setting a precedence for I hate women in my own household. Well, you my know, wife that, and my daughter. Yeah, well, I mean, you are outnumbered, so you yeah. are technically the minority. Um, I saw I saw an article about uh, Captain Marvel. The headline said uh, the first female superhero movie. Dude, that pisses me off for a last tangent because this I am not against strong female leads. I'll give you examples. Yeah. My favorite video game series in the last couple of years has been the rebooted Tomb Raider series, which is a female yeah uh there's been movies in the past where they were like alien oh i i hate when people are like we don't have them and my wife and i've talked about this she brought it up one time she goes she goes why do, why do we have this like agenda right now that has to have strong female care and all these women in hollywood say that that's never exists yeah Rid, uh, ridley uh Rip- ripley ripley yeah with there was Ridley's never guy. like a ripley is the badass woman yeah in movies so Gordon weaver right yeah and, and they, she don't, says, they don't make a point like, oh, she's, they don't shine a light on it in the story. She's a woman. It's just that she's a woman who gets caught up in circumstances of scary crap and she has to fight for herself. But I think that's you what makes it amazing. You she's more of a action star in the second movie, but it still wasn't thrown in your face because of what no. happened in the first movie. But I think if you go back to the era that those movies came out. Especially, yeah. I think you look at it and like, again, the women in the workplace wasn't a real thing yet. Like yeah. the women were homebound. They were homemakers. They, they were soft and gentle. And, and, and a lot of that is true. And a lot of that is, is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you, I think what they did well with alien is that they put Ripley in there. And Sigourney Weaver does a phenomenal job playing her, but she, she, she's kind of brushed off by all the men in the story, yeah. but not because that's the message. They just go, no, like we're going to take care of this. Let's go. And then she's the last one left surviving. Yeah. She's the one who's got to care for everyone who is surviving, I guess. And, and she's badass, but it's not because she's a woman. I think there's an underlining tone that allows us to feel like, wow, like Ripley is a, a really badass character. But yeah. if, if that was a man or a woman, or, or X or trans or whatever you want to adopt to it in today's standards, uh, is they, it works because of the story. Yeah. It's because, not focused on like, this is a man heavy yeah. movie or this is like, a woman no one heavy says movie. Like, no one says like, Ripley, you can't do that because you're a woman. Yeah, yeah. They never say that. No. the trailer for Captain Marvel, all it is is like, 
run faster, jump higher. Like, yeah, it's, it's calling back to the '90s of the, the movie's supposed to be set in the '90s, but it's calling back to the like GI Jane. I can do anything. You can do. Yeah, it's better, stupid. Whatever, it's crap. stupid. But that's the thing. That's not dude, a problem dude, anymore. Speaking of, the, I, I disagree when people say like that's a problem. That's a problem. No. It's like no. Speaking of the double standards of Hollywood, so Brie Larson's all like, I don't want white men reviewing this movie. They need, we need more diverse with the critics and stuff like that because that's going to automatically change the opinion because you know if you get more diverse thoughts in there whatever it's it's you can argue that it's racist that if we get more black people critics oh so you're saying that all black people think the same yeah yeah that's racist well so i would i would argue that that is what people want people want people want all white people all white males to think one way they want all white yeah. females to think one way they want all black men to feel think one way they want all black women you look at just the media in general and how they stereotype each one of those roles depending on what the story calls for. Yeah. If you have a strong, empowered woman story, you're going to have a stupid man or stupid men in there. And yeah, Wonder, yeah. Wonder Woman does that, right? Yeah. The men are kind of goofy. They're kind of dumb. But Chris Pine is the only one who's like kind of real. Like he's, he's a real lovely. human. Uh, I, that's that's the problem. Is like they just You look at all the Tyler Perry movies. They stereotype Tyler Perry stereotypes what what men and women should be depending on their age. You have the you have the old man who's just like, well, this is dumb and blah blah blah. Not how it was in my time. And yeah. it's like, shut up! Like that cannot be every black old man. That yeah. can't be. But they market it like that's what you should be. So with the Brie Larson Stupid. fiasco, is she's very liberal and she's very like very modern, progressive with the way the ideology is now. Yeah, and, but then. She probably has to give into these things because Hollywood's totally a double standard. There's a rumor going around they had a casting call for a butt double. Because if you look at pictures of Brie Larson, yeah, she's, got, athlete, no she's butt. got no butt, which is so, fine. And then Who the, cares? I know, but I don't care. But in the freaking uh, job listing, it says must fit into tight yoga pants. Oh. So you have one side of Hollywood who's like, that's misogynistic. You can't do that. But then the other side who actually needs to make the movie look good is like, the same people are saying, no, we need someone with a nice butt because your butt's not good enough. Yeah, your butt's not going to sell. So I'm, it's just this weird <clears throat> double standard that's like within the Hollywood business of like, we don't like selling sex because it's misogynistic, but then at the same time, sex sells. We know it. Yeah, sex sells. It's I mean, dumb. Yeah, no, I do. I, I, it's, so it's, it's, I would dumb. say it's like, dumb. I'm fatigued. I just, if I don't feel like seeing that movie to not fatigue myself as much, I don't go see it. But I do get overall, there are a lot of Marvel movies. There are a lot of superhero movies. And there are a lot of freaking remakes and there are a lot of reboots and Ugh. Hollywood just has run out. I, I've always made the joke that in 20 years from now, they'll like remake oh, yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> or like Lord of the Rings. And then Johnny Depp will have a cameo as his, yeah, they'll do the ones his where they own start, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll do that because that's what all the reboots that have been 20 years yeah. later, the original cast comes in for a cameo. And he'll, so. he'll, he'll be like, you know, 80 years old or whatever and they'll come in and they'll be, they'll call the new Jack Sparrow. He'll yeah. be like, he'll be like, Junior, what are you doing here? Yeah. And they'll be like, Junior! And there'll be a whole joke about how he's actually not the original. And that's been like the running theme for the movie is that the new Jack Sparrow is the original. Yeah. He's, he, I've li it's the Dread Pirate Roberts thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I'm not the Dread Pirate Roberts. And it, but it'll be the whole, but they'll, they'll put, it, they do it in Indiana Jones, right? When he's like, Junior. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, Indiana, what's the dog's name? Like, it's a joke, man. It's yeah. a joke. Anyway. Um, the first female superhero was Wonder Woman. Uh, TV show, uh, 1974. Uh, they also had the Secrets of Iris, 
which was the Shazam Iris Hour, 1975, 1976. Xeno Warrior Princess? Yeah. I watch that cup every Saturday. Xeno Warrior Princess. Yeah. Like two words that shouldn't go together that was badass. Yeah. That lady, uh, phenomenal. She was introduced in Hercules, and then she got her own spinoff show. Uh, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, 1976. Like, these literally have been- Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, Super- Girl, 1984, uh, coming off of the Christopher Reeves yeah. era, they did Supergirl. It's a terrible movie, but they did it. Like, yeah. and 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 it, it, it was a moment. Uh, Birds of Prey. We talked about. How about Catwoman? 2004's uh, <laughs> freaking uh, what's her name? Um, he, uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman. Uh, I didn't see You're taking it. Halle Berry, who's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, you put her in a garbage movie where she is drinking milk out of a saucer. Now, Sharon I'm not going to lie. the bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's my fantasy <laughs> to come home and have Halle Berry drinking milk <laughs> off of my floor. Um, how about the Electra movie? Yeah. Spinoff of Daredevil. There's also the but, TV show Alias. Yeah, Alias. Uh, what's oh, the, the same actress? It's, it's, but that's the thing. is like this whole women empower. And I know it's, we're two white men talking about how women empower. But no, here's the thing. I agree, but I agree. I disagree that it is new or has not, never happened. One of my absolute favorite movie characters who's a badass woman who does not need a man to help her is Princess Leia. Yeah. She, when, when, when Luke, you go back and watch New Hope. First off, she's toe to toe with Grand Moff Tarkin and Vader. Yep. And she tells both of them to F off, basically, basically. right? Lies through her teeth to him. She's tough about it. They walk her into the prison. Luke and Han come to quote unquote rescue her. And she ends up rescuing them. Yeah. They get bogged down in the corridor. Stormtroopers are firing. And what does she do? She goes, give me that. Yep. Takes a blaster, blows a hole in what ends up being the, the garbage chute. never like, oh, it's because she's a strong woman. No, it's just that it was she her just personality. does it. Because yeah. that's what she, but they don't, they don't make it a point to highlight it. She they just, that's a natural thing. This is yeah. a natural order. And that's Star Wars, A New Hope. Well, the problem I have, this is the last thing I'll say, because I got to get going. But the last, the, that's the problem I have with Ray in yeah. the new Star Wars. I don't care. Again, we've already made them clear that I love, if you can write it well, I don't mm-hmm. care if the guy's a, if it's a guy or a woman who's the main character, if it's written well, we're two movies in and we still have no idea why she's so powerful. And then I was like, that's just like forcing it because she's a woman. And then my brother Dave was like, no, that's just bad writing. It is. It's just bad writing. It's like, well, I think J.J. Abrams tried setting up in that hoping that the next person would answer those questions, but now we have to wait till the last movie of a trilogy. Well, that has to wrap up so many things, but again, and one that, of them is, how the heck is Ray so powerful? That's to the same point where we talked about, instead of writing a movie, they wrote three movies yeah, yeah. that tell, they the, didn't write, yes. t- tell a story. Yes. Rather than writing three movies that each tells its own story the that connect. Yeah. they all connect. Yeah, but they didn't do that. No. And, and that's where I think they're falling short, but... Um, so I feel like, uh, end result for this is I'm still fatigued. I'm tired actually from just recording this episode, like walking myself (laughs) mentally through all of these movies and how garbage they're riddle. I mean, there's every single one of these movies is riddled through garbage. What? 14, 14, 15 years. And and we're talking two to four releases a year. And we have these gemstones, like you have the dark Knights, you have the, the, uh, um, Winter Soldiers and the Civil War and the, uh, what's the one with James Gunn? Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. The first one's great. But again, it's a movie that shouldn't have been made and it got made and it was done so well. And the second one is the same garbage, but it's just, it's just, oh, now I have daddy problems. I just can't, I just can't. I'm tired. I just want to go back 
I was telling my wife years ago. It's not that, special. When well, that's the thing. I was out. telling her years ago or that one of the things I love about living in this new Marvel DC universe kind of thing is that what I loved as a kid is super popular. And so I can share that with my kid. I can buy, I can go to the store and I can buy him star Wars and Batman and Superman and Spider-Man stuff. I don't buy him Superman stuff. Superman sucks. Uh, <laughs> but I can do all the stuff that when, when you and I were kids, dude, you were a nerd, right? Yeah. You got beat up. Like if someone found out that oh, Chris has a bunch of Batman stuff at his house and I was in high school, I didn't get talked to, right? Yeah, like it was people, okay in elementary school, but once you hit high school, yeah, once you, like, you got older, you like, with that dude, crap? but now you have, Everyone's talking about it. everyone. It's cool, right? But I think it's gotten to the point where I don't even like seeing people wearing Batman shirts. Batman's my my hero, but it annoys me when I'm like, stop wearing that. And it's everywhere. You go to Walmart, and when you can buy a yeah. t-shirt for ten bucks that looks right. like everyone else's shirt, like gosh, like same with like the band shirts, like Led Zeppelin, yeah. DC. It's yeah. like you've watered it down because you you knew you could make money off it. Because people like me go, I'm going to buy my son a bunch of superhero themed uh, clothes because I want I want him to like that same stuff, and yeah. so I'm going to do it. So I'm going to spend money on it, which again is fine. You you sell whatever you want, but don't tell me it's quality. The the, yeah, the yeah, Walmart yeah. T shirt is not quality. No. It's not quality. It, it, Black Panther is not a quality movie. You go back and watch it. Watch the CGI and watch it with a unbiased perspective, white or black, doesn't matter. You tell me that that's quality CGI, and I'll eat my own sock. <laughs> Man, maybe your sock will be CGI. It better be if I'm going to eat it. Anyways. All right. Well, that's it for us. The sirens coming in. Uh, John's got to get running to his haircut, which or. Uh, all's fine no all i didn't cut. take a shower yet today so my hair oh that's what the stink is yeah i thought it was just the it's topic all cut though because all my hair is getting cut not all, just like one. all your body hair no yeah <laughs> that's it for us uh not a drill uh hopefully next time stat will be back um because john just did not fill those shoes no, the no. right way <laughs> um but anyways this is chris danger signing off john line you can find him uh again spotify google podcast whatever the anchor john podcast anchor apple podcast, podcast the john lion podcast the image for his podcast is a lion with a microphone uh real good listen to he has some great people on there it's fun go give him a like subscribe uh give him a review review us as well uh tell yeah. us how awful it you think this you is go higher on the list right yeah or worse does. if you get one star here's the thing if you hate what uh we're doing on this podcast guess what i don't care i'm gonna keep doing it because no one's paying me to do this <laughs> i have no sponsorship which means i'm gonna do this till i die yeah i'm gonna keep putting content out because i can yep. so good luck anyways but no seriously go check out john's podcast give him a like ring the bell if it's on youtube or whatnot uh i'm chris dangers john lyon and this is not a drill see ya Hey there, Chris Danger here. Uh, this is just the outro. You know what's coming. The shameless, selfish plug. Please, share us. You like it. Hopefully you like it. If not, send us an email. Uh, notadrillpodcast at gmail.com. But uh, give us a, a like. Give us a review. Go listen to us on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Uh, and anywhere else that major podcasts are posted. Uh, if you have an idea for a subject matter, a topic, or maybe something you want to talk about, come let us know. See ya! Yeah, like, it's called equality of opportunity. It's called capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's great! And the entertainment industry thinks that, no, we should just provide for... Shut up! I was like, first off, I pay you. 
right? You don't yell you at don't me. You don't really want to have him, someone yell at you and then have really sharp clippers or scissors next no, to your head. No, so I got my hair cut, and that was the last time I went back there. <laughs> no, I was, I was legit pissed off by that. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh.